You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at home and abroad, and um, at home and abroad is a very important part of what we're going to talk about today, because in Ireland, established under the Heritage Act, Act in 1995, the Heritage Council is a public body whose mission is to develop a wide understanding of the vital contribution that Irish heritage makes to the social, environmental and economic well-being. And... Um, Heritage is something that particularly from a North American side, we have a different perspective on because we consider anything probably um, that is 100 years old or thereabouts is rich in heritage. Whereas you can go to Ireland particularly and you can go back two, three, four or five thousand years before Christ. B.C., seven thousand years ago, thereabouts, and still find remnants of what is uh, civilization and uh, the heritage is that rich and deep. And Colin Cotton Hawkins is here with me from the Heritage Council, and we're going to talk today, uh, get a little bit of background on what the Heritage Council is up to. But they have also an initiative which is to engage with the diaspora, and I particularly want to hear about that. Colin, thanks a million for coming along. Thanks very much, Austin, for uh, having me on, and um, especially during Heritage Week of course, which is um, a, hu- a huge celebration for heritage in Ireland uh, this week and some fantastic events going on around the country. Um, so uh, just terrify, I suppose, yeah, um, I am working with um, under the Heritage Council, um, but uh, primarily as part of this Irish dia- town diaspora network. Uh, that's uh, where my uh, focus. I'm the project development coordinator uh, Madeline Lies is our project uh, manager, and then uh, so the pro- the, pro- the network itself uh, was formed as an issue an initiative of the Collaborative Town Centre Health Check or CTCHC under the Heritage Council. Now there are currently uh, there, and Alison Harvey, who works for the Heritage Council, um, uh, is spearheading um, that particular initiative. And um, it was established in 2016, and it, there are currently 15 uh, partner towns across Ireland, and it is a 15-step process where it involves different things like uh, pedestrian surveys, business surveys, things like that, uh, where the, the um, participating towns will have people going in and doing those surveys and advising them as to how best they could actually regenerate or uh, improve uh, their town centres. Um, so when you say this, you have people going in and conducting surveys, um, first of all, you know, we're very familiar, even here in Canada, uh, of the importance of something like Tidy Towns, because I know the Tidy Towns organisation has influenced the formation of, uh, I think it's Blooms Canada. and uh, But... <clears throat> Is this then, are you relying on volunteers in the towns to conduct these surveys? So there are uh, people within the uh, Heritage Council. The, yes, the, ta- the towns themselves are heavily involved in the actual process. Now, um, there are a number of partner universities um, across the country as well. Um, and so students from all different backgrounds um, are helping out um, in partnership with the Heritage Council to actually um, do these surveys. Um, I'm actually, um, as, it, as well as doing the Irish Towns Diaspora Network, I'm actually uh, going into my second year as a planning, urban planning student in UCC 
and we actually undertook um, survey work recently um, in Blarney for the Heritage Council as part of the CTCHC program as well. Um, so we did some pedestrian surveys and footfall surveys and things like that as part of that. And that was very, very interesting work. When you say Blarney, uh, are you then focusing on a particular size type or um, area when it would come to what you're looking to um, get information on? Uh, because I know in Ireland, uh, some locations uh, would be thriving and others are certainly in a bad way. Uh, the effect of emigration, the effect of uh, the uh, collapse, the economic collapse a number of years ago and all have had a serious impact. So how are you, how were these 15 towns identified? I believe different towns could apply to be okay. part of this, to be part of this process. Um, I believe there is actually also currently a waiting list. I'm not sure how many people are on that waiting list, um, but I know that there are currently 15 towns um, that are um, as part of the program. And the whole point, I suppose, of the uh, program itself is to focus on um, getting people back into town centers, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and uh, to dealing with issues such as uh, vacancy in uh, vacancy in der derelict buildings, and particularly uh, where we have so many rich heritage buildings uh, within our town centres, um, hoping that uh, people will um, invest time and effort uh, into um, bringing those um, back into uh, use. Yeah, Colin, I suppose the, the base of what I was asking, and you've answered very well, is that uh, it's a bottom-up, obviously, initiative. So consequently, the towns that applied had enthusiasm enough to actually go through the application process to start with, which gives you some legs to kind of make the thing run rather than kind of say, well, you know, there's this town um, and it could do with some work, but there's nobody there to work it. So given that it was bottom up, I guess that, that was a great help. Uh, and you also mentioned then that so many Irish towns are rich in uh, architectural heritage and all sorts of uh, historical heritage. So that I guess the foundation for something to build on is quite strong in the towns that you're working with. Absolutely. You know, um, I've said this um, to many people uh, over the last number of weeks is, you know, the this uh, phrase, the greenest building is the one that's already, already built, mm -hmm. uh, you know. And so in terms of, uh, you know, the regeneration of the building and things like that, I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, in terms of, you uh, getting people involved and uh, getting people's expertise and knowledge uh, involved um, from across the world. Um, and that's one of the reasons why that we're asking, reaching out to our diaspora uh, to uh, get these, um, get the expertise uh, from uh, people in uh, architecture, conservation, restoration, areas like that, um, so that we can uh, build forward um ideas for the way the best ways to actually um, improve Irish towns. Right. So <clears throat> when you say then you're reaching out in, in that context, the initiative to tap into the diaspora 
Um, yes. That in itself, I suppose, is um, represents some degree of a challenge because I would have to say, given on this side of the Atlantic and the opposite side of the Atlantic, I'd have to say, well, what could I bring to the table or as diaspora? So what can the diaspora bring to the table? Well, I think what, um, first of all, just do a little bit of background on what, why it is that the, we're focusing on diaspora. So, um, as part of the CTCHC program, um, Alison Harvey started a podcast, Town Center's first podcast, and the outreach, the global outreach to, uh, fr- fr- um, to that podcast was astounding. And, um, we were hearing, they were hearing from, she was hearing from, um, people across the world, Irish people across the world, listening in, people as far as Russia, places like that. And, um, and so there was clearly something there, you know, to, to actually, um, explore the idea of reaching out to our diaspora. So in terms of what, um, I would say to anyone working in, uh, placemaking, spatial planning, architecture, heritage-led regeneration, uh, geospatial data, any of those areas, is that we would ask people to consider your own sense of place. Um, everybody come, like anybody that's um, moved from Ireland um, still remembers the town or village that they grew up in. Um, and they have a sense of fondness about that. They have a sense of, pl- of place about that place. And, um, what we would ask them to, uh, invest in, I suppose, is the idea that now that they have knowledge and experience in other areas and may, may see things that they, uh, that may work in other places across the world that, um, could work in Ireland to start a conversation um, and that, that's the whole point of this network is to basically be a platform to facilitate a conversation between all of these people in all of these different areas and um, really just get that buzz going about um, oh I'm from Mullingar and I think and I remember the main street and I remember and I'd like to actually I'd like to have see, uh, I've see, I now live in Canada and I have seen this thing and this might work in, in Mullingar and I think that would be a great idea. And like, it can be as simple as that. It can be as simple as just starting a conversation about the actual area that they're from. Right. Um, a few years back, I know the Global Irish Civic um, uh, Forum. I attended two of them and again, what I was trying to do was bring the Irish diaspora together <clears throat> and <clears throat> leverage experience. So given that any type of project like this and particularly regeneration project can be very expensive, has government committed to assisting in a meaningful fashion? Yeah, the collaborative, the CTCHC program is be, was listed, um, is being actually listed in a couple of different um, areas of local government at the moment in terms of um, it's being featured in some, some of the new uh, development plans, things like that. Um, the idea of a diaspora network um, was actually um, listed on the um, on the program for government. Okay. And, and yes, the yes, so the CTCHC program is actually included in the in the program for government uh, 2020. Right. Right. So, so so there is so there is a commitment from 
government to actually improve Irish towns. Now, I mean, when you say 20, 2020, the program for government 2020, of course, 2020 was when the pandemic was uh, landing. Yes. And in since 2020, and now we're in 2021, I think it would be fair to say that the importance of the regeneration of rural Ireland has uh, become more relevant. And yes, hundred percent. And I think yes, I do think that um, people have really understood, I suppose, the value of um, the uh, you know moving away from city, big cities and out into local uh, villages and towns and things like that. Um, and particularly, like you said, the pandemic has really highlighted um, the ability for people to work from home and to do all of the uh, to do all of these different things. Um, and as a result, as a result, yes, there's, uh, you would think anyway, you would hope that, uh, there's a new sense of, uh, pride, um, in Irish towns. One of the challenges I wonder, and it's something I was picking up on while in my time in Ireland was that planning regulations seem to encourage people to build within urban areas as distinct from rural. And by rural, I mean even getting five, six, seven miles outside the town. Sure. And there's an awful lot of people who want to live five, six, seven miles outside the town um, and feel that that's a nice open area. Does that work with or does it work in any way in contrast or contrary to what you guys are trying to work with? Um. First of all, the the regeneration or revitalization of any heritage building is of value within Ireland, um, whether that be in a rural setting or an urban set or urban or peri-urban setting. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in terms of the Irish Towns Diaspora Network, yes, the focus is on town centers, on actually, you know, your main, your kind of main street town centers. That is the kind of uh, the focus of the ne- the network in in uh, revitalizing and uh, improving uh, those town centres. And is there any population criteria? And by that I mean, you know, like in County Waterford, you'd have Dungarvan, uh, but you then also have uh, little places like Valley Macarbury. Well, is that Tipperary or whatever? Um, but you have some little places that are towns, or well, I guess there were more villages in the yes, old countries. So, so, so places, you know, you're talking about places like Castlemartyr or Killa or places. Like, I'm thinking uh, of down Stradbally or Stradbally, yeah. So, so, I mean, that is considered. I mean, they are considered town centres because okay. I mean, they, they they are, you know, they are. Um, I'm not aware of any specific population criteria i certainly could um look into that further but i'm not aware of any uh specific population criteria involved in it but um the um but the idea yes the idea of a town center um would certainly yeah would certainly be um any that a built up kind of urban area so i mean that um you know that would uh, definitely go along with um 
the idea of places like Stradbally and places like that. Right. So, Colin, a lot of times in order for ideas to percolate and in order for them to uh, germinate, uh, in the old days, we'd have a conference and people yes. would come together. Yeah. <laughs> and they would get to, to talk and they would get to see what everyone else does and all that kind of good stuff. Um, is there any virtual gathering plan that would bring ideas together? So we are looking at um, so kind of a watch this space moment. Uh, we will be announcing um, in due course um, some events uh, over the next number of months um, to for where people can um, get involved and uh, get their ideas uh, um, on board. Uh, we will be sending or we will be uh, looking at that uh, within the next uh, month or so. Um, so as I said, watch this space, uh, and uh, we can we can definitely and uh, look. We can keep an eye on our um, social media platforms. We're on uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, and we will. Uh, um, all of our big announcements happen there. Right. So we're going to wrap up on that actually. And where you say uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, I'm going to ask you to provide the coordinates so as that if anybody wants to find you, be it the website. Twitter, if you're on Facebook, LinkedIn, wherever, Instagram, uh, if you can list them off so as we can then point to them. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so on uh, Twitter, we're um, at IE Towns Diaspora. Uh, on LinkedIn, we're Irish Towns Diaspora Network. Pretty, pretty, pretty easy to find that, find that one on LinkedIn. Right. And, um, we can also be contacted at irishtownsdiaspora at gmail.com. And I think you're also a funder heritagecouncil.ie. There's links that'll bring over to you guys as well. Uh, there should be, yes. Yeah, indeed. Colin Cotton Hogan, it has been tremendous having a chat with you and learning. And I look forward to uh, keeping in contact with you guys and as things evolve, uh, keeping up to date and uh, learning more as time goes on. Thanks very much, Austin, and thanks for having us on.